Welcome to the teachings of the Renew Community. We are a family of Jesus followers seeking to be formed into the image of Christ and to join God in the renewal of all things. We meet together weekly in large gatherings and in house churches throughout Bucks and Montgomery counties. If you'd like more information on the Renew Community, feel free to check us out at www.renewcommunity.org. It's really good to be with you all. It's good to laugh. This is, this is a way that we share joy. Um, if you've been at Renew for any time, I've, I've shared this definition of joy a few times. A joy is the experience of being in the presence of someone who is glad to be with you. Joy is the experience of being in the presence of someone who is glad to be with you. And so we share that joy. It's a relational thing. Uh, we communicate it to one another with the way that we express how we are glad, when our eyes light up, when we see someone, when we do something silly and when we're laughing together. <clears throat> you may have noticed if you've driven around or walked around and um, just noticing Christmas decorations, joy is, there are signs of joy everywhere, literally, signs, joy, 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 everywhere. Um, and my fear in that is that the message, the deep message of that gets lost. But it's true. The Advent story is full of joy. It is full of joy. <clears throat> it's everywhere. Because Advent, this Christmas season, what we celebrate is the really, 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 really good news that is echoed throughout Scripture, that God wants to be with you and you and you and you. God wants to be with all of us. He really, really, really wants to be with us so much that he would take on flesh to become one of us, to be with us. So the chief message of Advent, of Christmas, is that Jesus has been born, Emmanuel, God with us. And that's really, really good news. Joy is relational. We are designed for relationship. We are designed, we are created in the image of a triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you ever want a just good prayer exercise? Just get quiet and imagine the three of them interacting with each other. The love that they have for each other. The joy that they have to be together. And just meditate on that picture of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But we are created in their image, which means we are created for relationship. And in Genesis, we have the picture of Adam and Eve. And the first thing in Scripture that God says is not good is for the man to be alone. Because he's built, he's designed for relationship. So he needs a suitable partner a joy partner. It's not just relationship. It's joyful relationship. Our brains crave joy. We are looking for someone who wants to be with us. 
without any intention of exploiting us or using us or abusing us, but someone who wants to be with us is genuinely glad to be in our presence. And we are glad to be in their presence. And that is the central story of Scripture that God really wants to be with us. The joy, that dynamic experience of being glad to be with someone who is glad to be with you is powerful, especially when that encounter comes with God. And over the last six weeks, I've had the joy of meeting with two groups, two different groups of people, uh, one on Monday nights and one on Thursday mornings. Uh, and we've been exploring joy and what does it mean to be joyfully known. And if I'm honest with you, there are way more tears in both of those groups than I would have anticipated. I'm sure that most of the people who signed up were like, what are, what are you doing? Because here's the thing, joy is this exuberance and this laughter, but joy is deeper. Because I think what we've noticed, what I've heard is stories. I don't want to overstate this, but I also don't want to understate it. The experience of some of the people, at least some of the people in the group, experiencing transformation and growth, and for some, experiencing deep healing and redemption of wounds, old wounds. Because what I hope and I pray and what I think has happened is that they've come to this realization that Jesus is glad to be with them. And not just when everything's good. Jesus is glad to be with them even in their dark places, even in those spaces that are broken, even in those places of shame or fear or pain or sadness or grief, especially in those spaces because it's in those spaces where Jesus shows up. Yeah, I'm here with you. And I want to be here with you to make you new. And so this is the story of Advent, an amazingly divine story and a deeply human story a messy human story. Emmanuel, God with us, moving into our human mess. The story where he meets Zechariah and Elizabeth in the grief and the shame of their childlessness. A story where God supersedes the shame that should have been upon Mary and Joseph an, an out-of-wedlock pregnancy, most likely a teenage pregnancy. And God supersedes that shame and the embarrassment of Joseph. The angels showing up to the dirty, smelly, unclean, marginalized shepherds with great news. I grew up on a farm. It stinks. God showing up to magi outsiders with this revelation that they're part of this story too. 
God's renewal of all things is a blessing to them as well. A message to people living in occupied territory, being opened up to a deeper reality of God's kingdom, breaking in through this child who's been born. The arrival of a king, Jesus, Emmanuel. The story of wise old fools and fasting, praying widows being met by the Savior. So I'd love to take a quick look at these stories and see joy breaking forth. His Holy Spirit is on the move, and God has gladly visited his people. So I know a couple weeks ago we read all of Luke 1. I'm not going to read all of it again, but we're going to revisit this story in some of Luke 2 and even look into Matthew a little bit. But Zechariah, Zechariah, he receives Gabriel's message, and Gabriel's message to him is what? You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at the birth of your son, John. John, who would become a prophet, baptizing people as they repented and turned their hearts back to God. And Zechariah, who has to spend the next nine months plus in silence as proof that this promise would be fulfilled. And when John's born, the joy overflowing in him and still has to wait eight more days until he writes his name on a tablet and his tongue is loosed and he's filled with the Spirit and he's filled with joy. It says he began to speak in praise of God. Blessed be the Lord God for he has visited his people and has accomplished redemption for his people. The joy of Elizabeth, who upon realizing that she has conceived, Luke 1.25, she says, the Lord has looked with favor. That look of delight. I can hear Cindy saying, yes, I'm God's favorite. You're God's favorite. That was Elizabeth's experience. God say, yes, you're my favorite. <sighs> Filled with joy. And then she gets a visit from her relative, Mary. And this scene is just bursting with joy inside the womb and outside the womb. It says, Elizabeth cried out with a loud voice. She's not saying, oh, Mary, so good to see you. Blessed are you. There's a place for quiet joy, but there's a place for exuberance. Mary, blessed, blessed, blessed. You are so, so blessed. And how blessed am I that you would visit me. Oh, blessed. You're God's favorite too, and so am I. And Mary, this teenage bride-to-be, who's visited by Gabriel, and what's his message to her? 
Some translations say greetings, and, and that's a good translation. It's the same word in Greek for rejoice. So Gabriel's first word to Mary is rejoice, favored one. Rejoice, you're God's favorite. And Mary's like, what? What do you mean? You are God's favorite. You are favored. And then she goes to meet Elizabeth like we just talked about. And as she sees Elizabeth just filled with joy, she can't help but respond. And I'm pretty sure her song didn't go like this. My soul exalts the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. My soul exalts the Lord! And my spirit rejoices. In God, my Savior, generations will count me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great, great things. Joy. And then Mary has this quieter joy after the shepherds come visit her and she's hearing all these things people are saying about her son and says she treasured all these things pondering them in her heart just to imagine for a second we're going to take a little break from these stories but can you imagine for a second holding baby Jesus holding this infant who you've been told is the Savior. And he's just gazing, at ba as babies do, up at your face. And can you imagine the Heavenly Father looking down on the two of you This beloved son in whom he is well pleased. The look on God's face for his beloved infant son. And the joy of the angels, and if you've been around Renew at all, we talk about how the angels do backflips when a sinner repents. And this is from Luke 15. And so our baptisms are celebrations because angels are doing backflips. There's much rejoicing in heaven when someone gives their life to Jesus and turns their heart to God. And so can you imagine this scene when Jesus is born? And the angel shows up. Hey, don't be afraid, guys. Got good news for you. I've got great news for you. All of you, great news of great joy. For a Savior is born to you. 
And the other angels are like, why did he get to share it with them? Why didn't we get to? Let's go, guys. Flash mob, dancing, rejoicing. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. This scene of joy, great joy. And the shepherds, all right, all you teenagers, the shepherds, they were the first. They were the first. Let's go! It says it in the scripture. Read it. The angels get done proclaiming this good news. And the shepherds, let's go! Let's go to Bethlehem and see. And see. And they go and they see. And then they can't stop talking about it. They're going and sharing it with everybody. Luke 2:20, it says, they went back glorifying, praising God for all they'd heard and seen. Last week, Johnny gave us a glimpse of Simeon in the temple, this wise, presumably old fool, wise and foolish at the same time, looking for God's redemption, looking for the Messiah, and he encounters him. And there's another person there, Anna, who's been a widow for decades in the temple, praying and fasting. And can you imagine what she felt when she heard Simeon proclaiming this? And says she came up and began giving thanks to God and proclaiming him to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. And if we flip over to Matthew 2, we see the Magi. These guys who are studying the stars and studying prophetic texts. And they see something amazing. And so they go looking for a global king who's ushering in a new age. They go looking for him. And if you read the text, Matthew 2.10, Matthew doesn't know how to describe this scene of the Magi. It says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I could not find a picture of Magi rejoicing exceedingly with great joy. Most of them were like this. <laughs> and I'm sure they were probably pretty proper and all that. The text says they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. This was the best I could come up with. And I love the expression in his eyes. Like, there's, there's joy there. And I'm not saying they had to be doing backflips and cartwheels, but there was joy. So much joy that they opened up their treasures to give to this little child. Worshipped him. So folks, I pray, I know, I know most, if not all of you, believe this story and believe this truth. And you may not feel this exuberant joy in this season. I know the holidays can be a hard season. 
But I pray that you encounter this God who is so glad to be with you. Whether it's quiet moments where you just feel this stir of gratitude and joy for who God is and all that he has done for you. Or if it's this bubbling up, bursting forth joy as you encounter the sparkle in his eye. I pray that you will have this experience of God meeting you in the broken spaces, the places of pain, the places of grief and shame to bring healing, redemption, forgiveness, and light into the darkness. And I pray that you will share that joy. And joy is not a fake escape. It's not a pretend like everything's okay, pretend like everything is awesome, like you're in a Lego movie, but a strength. Joy is a strength to stay engaged to stay connected, to focus on what really matters, to keep pursuing right relationship with God and with others, to keep pursuing peace and justice, to keep pursuing what we hope for. The most prominent places that joy shows up, and and our readers actually read some of these texts this morning, the most prominent places joy shows up in the First Testament are in the prophecies of God's redemption, the renewal of all things, shalom, perfect peace and justice and righteousness bubbling forth. And when God's and almost all of these scriptures talk about how God is in their midst, God is present, God is near. So Isaiah, some examples, Isaiah 35, Isaiah 49, Isaiah 61, Isaiah 65, Zephaniah 3, Zechariah 8 through 10. If you want to read those sometime, shout for joy, break forth, sing for joy, because God is moving. Salvation and renewal for the whole world. Whether it's quiet joy or exalting joy, when Mary says this, my spirit rejoices, that word there literally means much leaping. Much leaping. Mary has this treasure in her heart, but there are these times when joy overcomes you and you can't help but jump. Hey, Bennett, you ready? All right, so I asked Bennett, so there's a chance Michigan Wolverines might be playing in the national championship game. And I asked him, Let's pretend that Michigan is down by three points, final seconds, and Michigan crosses the goal line with a go-ahead touchdown. 
Bennett, what's your dad going to be doing when that happens? Uh, he, he told me his dad was going to run out of the house with pots and pans banging. Johnny and Sarah, what, what happened in your house when the Philly special happened? I was stunned in Philly. Spilled drinks, yes. I'm sure. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like this is, this is Mary's experience. Much leaping because of what God has, God has come near. Whether it's quiet joy or exuberant joy, Brothers and sisters, let's press into the courage, the courage of joy, the good news of a God who is so, so glad to be with you. I want to close our reading from 1 Peter 1, 3 through 9, and we'll have a chance to respond in worship by receiving communion, which is sometimes called Eucharist. The Greek word for grace, the Greek word for rejoicing, the Greek word for joy, and the Greek word for giving thanks all come from this same place. Grace, joy, rejoicing, giving thanks. Carl, rejoice, joy. So we have a chance to enjoy that together. I want to read from 1 Peter 1, 3 through 9. This is what Christ has accomplished for us by becoming one of us, being with us. All praise, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. Because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So, be truly glad. Rejoice. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is for more is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. And you, you love him, even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice 
You leap for joy with a glorious, inexpressible, unspeakable joy. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for the joy that you have, the joy that you share, that you offer to us. And God, I thank you for the healing work that you do. being willing to enter gladly into our mess, into our broken spaces. To remind us who we are, how much you love us and care for us and desire to be with us. So I pray for each one here this morning, those who could not make it, that you would speak to us. Whether it's quiet joy or exuberant joy, that we would remember and experience and encounter you in all of your goodness and glory and your gladness to be with us as we celebrate Jesus coming and coming again. Amen.